from the studios of WFAN. This is Mike Zahn, Francesca on the fan on this uh, very nice Monday, the 24th day of uh, the month of June. Uh, the Yankees finally had their win streaks uh, snapped, so uh, no surprises there. I mean, eventually had to drop a game. They did to the Astros yesterday. Uh, they get ready for the Blue Jays, who are another awful team in the division uh, this evening. And the Mets will be in Philly, and they have been uh, just a uh, topic of conversation uh, since yesterday afternoon. Now, let me take it back and start from the beginning. Uh, I got in the house yesterday and popped on. I knew I was listening in the car. I knew the Met game was close. I knew the Yankee game was a blowout. Uh, driving home, uh, got home in time to see the eighth inning. Now I see Lou go in the game in the eighth inning. Got there just in time for that, and it was visible to me from the beginning that Lugo had nothing. Um, the announcers, to their credit, was saying he had nothing. Uh, and everyone was debating whether or not Diaz could pitch in this inning, in this very important game. Now, to me, as a manager, and that's why this game, many times people blame the manager f- for no reason. They blame the manager when it's other things. They do. But in this case, this was a case where the manager has got to grasp just how important it was for his team to get that third straight win in Chicago, to push this to a winning record on this trip and head to Philadelphia with a, a really a full full wind at their sails and really playing well as they go to take on a Philly team, which is reeling right now. That was a very important game. They had to lead. It was at the Grom game. They had to lead. He had to leave. He was having some issues with his foot, which we know it's not, it's nothing to worry about. He's had that same issue for five years. He's talked about it many times. He's had the same thing many times. He knows how to correct it, but he bothered him a little bit yesterday. So you're in the eighth inning. Now you know about Lugo's problem with durability. He was good on Friday when the Mets had an easy game out of the bullpen. You don't know exactly how much rest he needs, but it was clear to the eye, visibly to the eye, that he was not sharp. He was struggling. This was not the sharp Lugo. And Diaz is not up. So you see that the debate's on. You can get Diaz up. We know we can, we've talked about he can pitch in the eighth inning, blah, blah, blah. Doesn't get him up. Sticks with Lugo. Lugo hangs a pitch to Baez. Baez has, as years have gone on, gotten to be a much better breaking ball hitter. He also has become a guy who is a guy who causes damage on 0-2 pitches. That was his fourth home run this year. On a new two pitch, he leads the major leagues in that department. And he gives up a three-run home run. Mets lose the game. So now it's fascinating going to the postseason. Now this game is to me right on. This is a game that had to be Diaz's game. Had to be. Forget anybody else in the pen. Forget going anywhere else in the pen. I don't want to hear about anybody else. Lugo has been your best guy out there, but he doesn't have it. You're trying to get two innings out of him. He does not have it. You've decided you're not going to your closer, who looked very good on Friday. Matter of fact, we found out that the new pitching coach found something that he just tweaked, and Diaz gave him credit for that, saying, I was doing something wrong. Reagan saw it, and boom, I felt like my old self. He sure looked like his old self the other day. 
So you knew that you had that, and he hadn't been overused. As a matter of fact, he had not pitched that much lately. And the Mets have stated that he can pitch in the eighth inning now. That it's not just a one-inning deal. But the question is, what does that mean? How do you define that? And we'll get to that because the definition of that plays into all the, all the chaos. So you want to now get to the postgame because you want to hear, A, what happened to DeGrom? Is he hurt? Why'd you do what you did with DeGrom? Number two, what's the deal with Diaz? Here was the perfect chance for you in a game you had to have when it was clear that Lugo doesn't have it for you to go to Diaz and try and iron this game, get this game, lock it up and head to Philly with some real, real, really with the team doing well, having with a winning road trip now, one and three to four and three, three wins in Chicago, win the series. So there was a lot on the line yesterday. And you imagine you have to feel that. You have to sense what, that when games are more important than normal to your team, where they can be a springboard. So I'm waiting and I'm watching And Mickey's bad day got to be worse because his answers and how he handled the postgame was utterly ludicrous. Number one, he told you that Lugo was sharp. Well, hell, he's either lying. Now, we know we're going to go on the premise that he saw that Lugo wasn't sharp and that he just decided he was going to lie to everybody because if he can't tell that Lugo wasn't sharp, you got bigger problems than just... And not telling the truth. Because everyone, you didn't need to be a pitching coach yesterday to see that Lugo wasn't sharp. So there's no debating that. He's going to try and pull the wool over everybody. Else. Oh, no, he had good stuff yesterday. We thought, well, I was very happy with him. He's my best guy. He's got good stuff. Nonsense. He had nothing. So that's number one. Number two, he now decides to define Diaz's role. He can get four outs, but he can't get five outs. Huh? The idea of a closer pitching in the eighth inning has nothing to do with one batter or two. It has to do with how he will fare when he sits down and gets back up. That is what you are worried about. You're not worried about the number of pitches in the eighth inning. What you're worried about is when he sits down and he has to get back up. That is what some guys don't handle well. But the idea that he made it about, oh, he can go four, he can't go five, out. Well, that doesn't make even a little bit of sense because how many pitches does that define? You might get two outs on three pitches or one out on eight pitches. So what the hell's the difference? So that is, again, an utterly ridiculous stand that he took. So he first tells you that Lugo's not was, was sharp when he wasn't, and then he tries to give you this four-out versus five-out, which makes absolutely no sense. And to their credit, the beat reporters, they're calling him on it. Wait, 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 let me get this straight. Can we define Diaz here? Why didn't you use him? Four-outs versus five-outs, what's the plan? And then he states, hey, we have a great plan for our bullpen, and we're sticking to it. You want me to use your plan? It gets a little confrontational. All right, I don't mind that. A little edge once in a while doesn't hurt anybody. But defending his plan, his plan has produced about the worst bullpen in Met history. So that plan hadn't worked. So boasting for that plan is not what you want to do. They just fired the pitching coach and the bullpen coach 
thought was that there was some issues with the bullpen. Let's leave that alone. The issue with Island was he was old school. They were new school. Okay. In an essence, that's it in a nutshell, old school, new school. He was fighting some of the new analytics. More of an old school guy. Wasn't working my way, your plan, my plan. Okay, had to go. All right. They didn't think that their pitching strategist had the qualifications to be a pitching coach, so they made it a two-man job and brought in the 82-year-old vulture. Now, we understand that part. Back to the game. Four outs, five outs makes no sense. It's about sitting down, Mickey. It's not about four outs, five outs. We don't even know how many pitches that is. So that doesn't work either. So now we go through that. All right. You're more bewildered than anything, but it ends. Coverage ends. I'm watching the news, and I hear them tag, oh, big fight in the Met Clubhouse. I'm like, wait a second. I watched the post game. What do you mean big fight? in the I didn't see anything. So now I'm trying to find out what happened. And then we hear that on the way out with no cameras. Now nobody has video of this. The Newsday beat writer who has pulled the Greta Garbo today doesn't want to talk to anybody. Okay, that's his prerogative. He did give his little what happened to his own newspaper, which you would expect. And... Mickey takes something that he says. He says the wrong way. Mickey jumps him. Vargas jumps in to protect, from what I understand, his manager. And we get the whole big screaming headlines, fights in the middle. First of all, we're so sensitive to this stuff now. Back in the days, I mean, there was a lot of stuff that went on years ago that was a lot tougher than this. This wasn't even, I mean, we didn't even have... I mean, this is not vintage Goose Gossage. This is not vintage Lee Elia. This is not somebody decking. This is not vintage Billy Martin. This is not somebody popping somebody in the locker room. I mean, they didn't even have a shoving match, no less a... I mean, this was a couple of the words. But that's how sensitive things got. I guess Vargas did try to charge at him. Who knows if he really wanted to get there? I have no idea. Now, for Mickey, I'm glad he finally yelled at someone. I just wish it was a player and not a reporter because it's about time he yelled at somebody. It's about time he showed a little temper. It's about side maybe he wouldn't be accepting of one of the stuff. But the problem was it was on a day where he had completely screwed up the game and completely screwed up the postgame. So he was having a bad day. So he turned his bad day into a worse day. Now, do I believe for a second that Mickey was trying to get himself fired? Not for a second. I think what happened was he took – maybe he didn't like the guy, number one. Could happen. Maybe he doesn't like this particular you know, beat writer. That could always happen. You know, personalities are as they are. But he took what he said as being kind of a, hey, I'll be there tomorrow. Maybe you won't kind of thing. And then he basically, you know, had some choice words and then came back for more. And then Vargas jumps in. And now you got this huge screaming headline. All amounting to very little. I mean, the Mets will get up there today. Brody will come in, and it'll now be about Mickey and Vargas' behavior. They'll have consulted Major League Baseball on what the rep, how they should be reprimanded, and then no one's going anywhere. So if you think Brody's getting fired, he's. I mean, if you think Mickey's getting fired, he's not. 
Nothing is happening to anybody. That's what I've been told. And they will be reprimanded along MLB guidelines, whatever that means for what they did, which was basically curse to the writer. Mets already apologized to the writer. Okay, he said they were sorry. Be allowed to do your job, blah, blah, blah. Now, is this some unbelievable issue? No. More of the issue was, A, how bad or badly, how badly Mickey handled the game. He just botched the game up. And then his explanation was just more bewildering than his performance in the game. Because this game screamed for Diaz. Absolutely screamed for him. I mean, this, if, you, if you're going to use him, this was, a, this was the place. This was the hitter. This was the place. This was the time. Now, maybe if you don't want to use him in that thing, that's one thing. But you said you would. Then it can't be about outs. Because what the heck's the difference if he faces if he gets five outs or four outs? He might get him in three, you know he might get him in less pitches than if he does if he gets four, one out. I mean, how do you know how, what that is? It's about sitting down, nothing else. So the Mets wind up again dropping a game they have to win in the bullpen, and again it's about the Mets' judgments of handling things. But again. Do I think this is the end of the world? I think the game is the problem. And what's been lost is the game. First of all, Alonzo's performance, which has been otherworldly, has been completely lost. Also lost was they botched another game they should have won. And it all got lost in the postgame, which to me, all right, it's no big deal. Sorry, lost my cool. We move on. That's it. That's over with. Nobody's got, nothing's going to happen to anybody. Nobody got touched. Nobody got hurt. Okay? I don't think anybody is going to have a problem dealing with it going forward. So, I mean, to me, that's, it's gonna, that's the headline. That's the story. That's what everybody has to open with today. But it's, it's not really something that just can't pass and should pass rather quickly. Like I said, I don't mind Mickey yelling at somebody. I just wish he would have yelled at a player once in a while. I mean, save that for the players. They can use it sometimes. Rather than being, you know, so protective and so nice and so cuddly to the players all the time. But what I don't get is, A, what the heck is Mickey thinking during the game? And then what the heck is he thinking after the game? That's the point. It makes you wonder about him going forward. But he is going forward. They are not changing Managers and right now, is my understanding, they don't have any, any interest or any inkling in changing managers. So this is Mickey's deal right now, and that's the bottom line. As they go into Philly, where Philly is absolutely in a nosedive, and if they had gone there, listen, this trip was one and three, and looking completely bleak. And they were an inch away from knocking off three straight wins in Chicago, which would have been an achievement, which would have put them in good stead heading into Philly this evening. Now, instead, they go in there with all this commotion and they got to go through all the nonsense and everything else today in the dog and pony act. 
You know, and what this does is it takes a little bit of the pressure off the general manager, who the pressure should be on, and places it on the manager. I mean, Vargas is rolling this. Hey, I don't think anybody has a big problem with Vargas protecting his manager. Maybe Vargas, maybe this guy said something about Vargas one time, wrote something about Vargas one time. Who knows? I have no idea. But to me, this was a terrible loss and really a missed opportunity by the manager. It's about having an having a feel for your team and for situations. To me, the biggest thing you have to do, I don't care if you're a player, I don't care if you're a manager, a coach, a general manager, you have to know in sports to be successful when the opportunity, when the moment arises when you need to pull the trigger. When it stands out where it's a moment that is important, that it stands out from the others, that can make a difference. To me, that game yesterday was incredibly important to them. That would have been a big win. That could have changed just the way you, the, just the way that team feels about itself. Instead, it was dead in the ninth inning, and the game was over, and they had suffered another bad loss and had another game ripped away, as has happened time and time and time again. That's the problem. And that one was on the manager. He had a bad day, and it got worse. Maybe he balked at the rider because he knew he had a bad day. But I'll tell you this. He sure did have a bad day because he screwed up a game that they should have won. Back after this. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love. Hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.